My beat here at Recode centers on tech billionaires, who they are, what drives them, and what exactly they spend their fortunes on. And these days, one answer to that last question is politics. So I try and chart the gusher of billionaire money flowing into American elections, often in secret. Joining me on the show today here is my editor at Recode, Sam Oltman. Hey, Sam. Hey, Teddy. So last week, we published a story from you about one of these billionaires, Reid Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, board member of Microsoft, and a major Democratic political donor. So I think this conversation is a chance for us to talk about why, out of the many people in Silicon Valley you could be covering, why did we focus on Reid Hoffman? He's not really a household name the way that Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos are. Let's talk about what makes him an interesting character in Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean, he's someone who has a ton of money, um, but more so is, you know, one of these people who sees himself as a quote unquote thought leader, right? Um, He sort of coins terms that are used in startup land. He has a podcast, which has tons of listeners. And he's basically sort of cultivated this image as one of the good guys of Silicon Valley. Um, And in the last four years, He's taken his billions of dollars of net worth and decided that he wanted to become the tip of the spear of Silicon Valley's efforts to oust Trump. And he's doing exactly that, not just spending his own money, but sort of serving as a port of call for all of Silicon Valley. So that's why we thought we would focus on Reed Hoffman um, as a way to talk about the bigger story, which is the politicization and the new partisan ethos that has taken over tech over the last four years. Yeah, one of the things that we talk about early in the story is we talk about his donor table. And I think that gets at this idea that, you know, he's gathering his fellow billionaires to take action as well. So can you tell us a little bit more about the donor table and how it works and this big money machine he's created for Democrat politics in Silicon Valley? Sure. So Hoffman is not just putting his own considerable net worth into this. A lot of the secret sauce of political fundraising that happens, you know, oftentimes in in the dark at private meetings is the art of getting other rich people to do the same thing as you, to create leverage. You know, this is someone who started LinkedIn all about creating social networks to, you know, drive professional change and stuff like that. So Hoffman has basically created this donor table which is a a fancy way of saying uh, a bunch of his rich friends getting together to fund the same stuff. So Hoffman has full-time political help, and there are people who are other billionaires who maybe don't have full-time political help who turn to Hoffman. They say, hey, Reed, you know, what are you funding? Can I get in on that, essentially? And Reed, in turn, will frequently challenge other billionaires to to do the same thing. So sort of what this creates is this network of rich people who are funding the same nonprofits or the same super PACs or the same candidates behind the scenes. And what that ends up creating is some organizations get really well funded, others don't. And no one really knows this donor table exists, but it sort of is how big money politics works, which is, you know, without full disclosure and accountability and transparency. But Reed is sort of the node of this new political network. So something I'd like us to talk a little bit more about is, you know, there are billionaires all over the country uh, on both sides of the political aisle pouring money into the 2020 election. 
And, you know, you and I think it's important to cover Silicon Valley and the billionaires here. Can you explain a little bit more why Silicon Valley is of particular note? Why are we focusing on tech billionaires and people like Reid Hoffman when we cover politics and money in 2020? So at the core of Reid Hoffman's takeover of the Silicon Valley money machine is this tension that Reid is spending millions of dollars to oust Trump, and yet lots of Democrats hate him. And the reason is Hoffman doesn't just want to fund the Democratic Party in the traditional ways. He wants to fund the Democratic Party in a very Silicon Valley way, funding startups that might compete with the Democratic establishment, you know, being very critical of state Democratic parties, which are the backbone of the national Democratic infrastructure. Hoffman has basically declared a war on the Democratic Party establishment. And that sort of has obviously made a lot of Democrats uncomfortable. He's willing to fund things that push the envelope that some people have ethical concerns over. Um, It's not as easy as, well, Reid Hoffman is spending his fortune to oust Trump. Yay. There's a lot of uneasiness about him. And that makes him a fascinating character. The fact that how do Democrats both accept his money with open arms and celebrate him as, you know, a bulwark against what he sees as a fascist threat. At the same time, he's being very critical of people who have made their entire careers about being a professional Democratic political operative. And in a lot of ways, obviously, this gets at a broader criticism of Silicon Valley, which is they don't respect expertise. They think they know everything. I think a lot of Democrats feel that way about Silicon Valley in general. But Hoffman has sort of symbolized this bigger debate about whether any of these Silicon Valley people know what they're talking about when they enter a field that is not business. So with all that in mind, what happens if Trump loses and Biden wins in November? Like, is that going to have any impact on the relationship between traditional Democratic fundraising operatives and state party leaders, you know, the traditional mechanisms of the Democrat Party and the traditional people who have been giving money to them. If if Biden wins and Trump loses, um, will anything change in terms of tension between people like Reid Hoffman and the party establishment? Right. If Joe Biden loses, it's not Reid Hoffman's fault. And I think One person who will receive criticism, not because of anything he did specifically, but because of the broader mindset he epitomized, is Reid Hoffman and this idea that the Democrats couldn't all get along and the billionaires were fighting with the activists. So I think if if Democrats somehow blow this, there will be questions about whether or not Silicon Valley could have played a more constructive, friendlier role behind the scenes. What about if Biden wins? If Biden wins and the postmortems suggests that the Silicon Valley disruption was effective. You know, I think it raises a lot of questions about why haven't they been doing this earlier? You know, is the Democratic political establishment, you know, an incumbent waiting to be unseated by scrappy entrepreneurs, just like, you know, Reid Hoffman's startups in his venture capital firm do? Maybe. And ultimately, you know, this has been a four-year project. This is the main thing Reid Hoffman is working on right now. He said privately that this is more important to him than his own startups, the own boards that he's on. So there's no way of writing this off as like, you know, a marginal effort that, you know, it worked, it didn't work, who really cares? This is one billionaire's quest. And I think 
either way, there's going to be people who have to reevaluate what they've been doing for a long time. If Biden wins and it shows that maybe some of the disruptive things Reid Hoffman and others in Silicon Valley have been doing in politics the last four years played some role in, in Biden's victory, I guess what does that say about... I don't know, the future course of politics in general, because I know one of the things we cover in the story is this idea that one of the reasons why Hoffman's disruptive efforts were seen as so disruptive is because he was embracing some of the tactics that Republicans have been employing for a while now with things like the Lincoln Project or funding partisan news outlets. Um, I'm curious if you have any perspective to share on what that might mean for the future of politics in general in this country. It might very well make the Democratic Party, you know, as aggressive and as ends justify the means as lots of Republicans have proven to be. And frankly, in ways that lots of Silicon Valley donors have been pissed that their Democratic Party hasn't done the same. So I think there's very much a world in which Reid Hoffman is, is a sage for seeing the problem and spending his money to solve it. Anyway, Teddy, this was a fascinating conversation. Thanks for talking with me about your story and what motivated us to cover it. Sure thing. And if folks want to check it out, they can see it at vox.com slash recode. 